twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss some of the myths and facts about Bofung two-way radios. We'll learn about the company that produces one of the hottest selling handheld transceivers in the market, discover the many faces and versions of this radio, and sort out some of the similarities, differences, and general confusion among the different model numbers, imitations, and clones. We'll also review the Bofung UV82 dual-band UHF-VHF radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buy2WayRadios.com, your radio specialist. A few years ago, the name Bofung was practically unheard of in the U.S., and folks still have debates about how to pronounce it. Yet, in the last two years, it has become well-known in the amateur community for compact, feature-packed, portable handheld transceivers at incredibly low prices. Now, some might call this flood of cheap radios a fad, but I think it's really a phenomenon. But who is Bofung? What is this radio all about? Why are there so many different versions and models of what seems to be the same little radio, and how can we sort them all out? Uh, well, first of all, I think you're right. It, it's certainly a phenomenon. We we talk to ham operators every day, and it um, seems like every one of them has a UV5R or some clone or related model to a, a UV5R, and uh, they are absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, before we take a look at the radio itself, let, let's ask the fundamental question. Who is Bofeng? Um, Bofeng is a Chinese manufacturer of two-way radios. Um, they uh, were founded in 2001. Um, according to their website, they have a 30,000 uh, square meter production facility and a staff of about 400. So it's not a little company. It's not a big company. It's just uh, that's it's, a, it's I would say a, a pretty good sized company. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly not Motorola or. Um, no. Right. Even any of the other uh, well-known, you know, Vertex, uh, Standard, Icon, they're not the size of that, but I think they put out a lot of radios. Now, I know you hesitated to do this, and with good reason, because it's kind of difficult uh, for me uh, as well. I'm going to attempt to pronounce the full name of the company. Uh, it looks oh, like good it's luck. <laughs> Fujian Nan- Nanan, okay, Fujian Nanan Bofeng Electronics Company Limited, and they're based in Nanan City, Fujian Province, China. And so it is a Chinese radio manufacturer. 
and just so we get that cleared up right away in case anyone doesn't know. Moving on, <laughs> I'm glad you attempted that instead of me. Um, My they, tongue hurts. <laughs> they just hit my radar. Around a year and a half ago, we started getting really into the amateur market and, and carrying amateur radios, and um, they didn't really hit my radar until then. But um, in 2011 is actually when they introduced the UV5R and um, – most of the ham community was probably exposed to them around that time. I would say three years ago. They actually got FCC approval in May 2012, so they uh, they began to sell the UV5R in the U.S. Um, that's I think it was about you know early uh, 2013 was when when I really first started hearing about them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. But you know. It quickly became one of the fastest selling and most popular handheld amateur radios on the market uh, in just that that short period. Uh, I mean, it's a good reason. I mean, it's a versatile little radio. It has a lot of features, and it's very very inexpensive. It is. It, it at its price, it allows somebody to get into this hobby without spending very much money at all. Mm-hmm. Really, you you buy a book, you learn um, how to pass your technician exam, and uh, Spend forty bucks for a radio, and and you're good to go. We even have a uh, ham radio starter kit with the UV5R. We do. It's one of and our most popular amateur products. It's seventy five dollars for a, a UV5R, and um, everything that you would need to go along with it. You get a, a vehicle charger. Mm-hmm. You get um, an improved antenna uh, from the Goya. You get a thirty eight hundred milliamp battery in addition to the stock battery. And probably a few things I'm forgetting. Yeah, and it's a good way to start off for new hams. That you know they're just they're getting their manual. And actually, we offer a version of this uh, where you can get the uh, technician manual from the ARL with it. Right. And um, it's a good way to to start off in in ham radio. But uh, a lot of people are doing that sort of thing now. the The thing is about the UV5R is that it, it's not just one model. It's it, there is a base model, the UV5R, but what has become a little confusing in the marketplace is that there's so many faces of this radio now. It seems like every day there's a new one, or there's someone calling with a, some variation of a 5R or some model number mm-hmm. that uh, we've never heard of before that we have to figure out if our 3800 milliamp battery will will connect to it or fit on it. Um, and what it is, is uh, the Bofung company will make a custom model for any of their dealers. If you're willing to buy um, enough product, they will make, they will change the radio slightly or make it to your specifications. And that's great for a lot of dealers. A lot of dealers take advantage of that and um, have special models that are made just for them. Yeah. And there's good reasons to do it. For there's, there's not a lot of margin in the radio, so you're not making a lot of money when a radio is selling for $40. But if you have them change it a little bit and you pretend like it's uh, Something improved, new, yeah. Exactly. You can sell it for a lot more. You can sell it for a lot more, and you'll be the only one with it. So that's why you're, you're seeing a lot of these different variations. Well, you know, first of all, the UV5R, as it comes from Bofung itself, comes in a myriad of different colors and, and uh, you know including camo and you know to be honest I've seen the, the camo version and that's just a little bit too bright of a camo for me I don't see how that can really 
be camouflage because <laughs> it's just way too the colors are just way too bright that they use um but it comes in you know red yellow blue green you know to be honest um uh, all those different colors it's all the same radio and uh it is now i can see why someone might prefer a, a different color if everything else is equal um i could definitely see that some people prefer one color some people prefer another just just like we see with the gmrs radios you know, there may be a yellow radio that has different features, but someone will, will buy it just because uh, it's yellow. You yeah, but then it goes beyond that. We start going into all the different model numbers. You know, there's a UV5R A and a UV5R Plus and a UV V, you know, a UVF8, a BFF8, BFF9, GT3. I mean, they're all variations of the same basic radio. You know, with just a few modifications and differences in the firmware versions. But that's where it becomes confusing uh, for a lot of people. Well, oftentimes the modifications are just external. Normally, I don't even see a firmware. They're running inside the case. They're the exact same radio mm-hmm. as the UV5R in, in almost all cases from what I've seen. Well, for instance, I have a UV5R and a BFF9. And the only real difference, I mean, the only real fundamental difference uh, besides the firmware uh, versions, because there is a different firmware version in the BFF9, um, and and basically because I bought them at different times. Right. It's not different because it's an F9. It's different because it's a newer firmware. There there were UV5Rs with the same firmware that you have in your F9. Right. But the only real fundamental difference between the two radios and why I got the second radio is because the BFF9 has an inverted display. Right. You know, instead of a a black on white display, it's it's kind of a bluish white on black. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of see it at night in the car. But other than that, there really is no, not much of a difference. I mean, it'll take all the same accessories. That's right. It's it's pretty much the same radio. That's, that's absolutely correct. Now, you have to be careful, though, because some of these models have made um, a change to the, the uh, outside of the radio, and they prevent use of some accessories, particularly mm-hmm. the 3,800 milliamp battery that I mentioned earlier. Um, if you change the bottom of the radio the way some of these models have, that battery will no longer uh, connect properly. Anthony, you got one of those just uh, the other day. Yeah, somebody uh, walked in. That's uh, exactly right. It was uh, comparing it next to to my UV5R. His was a UV5R Plus, and the bottoms. Uh, there was one little section on the bottom of his radio that was different than than mine. Um, the connecting tabs were the same and, and things like that, but it, uh, the spot that's basically used as a guide, I guess, to, to keep the battery in place was different, and it would not fully latch and, and couldn't get any power out of that 3,800 milliamp battery. Which is really unfortunate because he, he you know, he had the whole uh, upgrade kit that we that we saw with the, uh, the accessory kit um, that's an add-on, and it's a great value for the radios, just that for his particular model. Everything else in the kit worked, just not the extended battery. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it's about to get worse, um, I believe, because they're doing a name change, and uh, they're sort of rebranding themselves yeah. as Pofung. So you're going to start seeing, uh, you're probably already starting to see Pofung radios that are uh, identical to Bofung radios. 
Yeah, they've started putting uh, little cards in some of the boxes and right. some of the models, you know, kind of giving everybody the heads up that, oh, we're, we're, we're po-fung now. And now I understand that the reason, the primary reason they did this was because of the fact that, that there has been so much confusion here in the, the U.S. especially, right. with how the name is pronounced. And, you know, I, I'm sure people are, are laughing at us now saying, oh, no, it's not Bofeng, it's Bofeng. And we've heard it a lot of different ways. We you know, Bofeng, Baofeng, Baofeng, you know, what it – and I did some research last year and determined that it was supposed to be Bofeng. And then I still got a lot of, of uh, you know, mail from – the episode where I talked about it, you know, people saying, no, 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 it's not that. We even had somebody call in and, and uh, you know, go over that with us for quite quite a bit. But the, the bottom line is I kind of feel vindicated in a way because they said that the reason they did this was to to get everybody on the same page as how it was supposed to be pronounced. And they want to choose a name that was closest to the actual pronunciation of Bofeng, and that was Pofeng. Pofeng, thank you very much. If we're saying that right. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, I don't know. Not. Could be <laughs> peefing or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, I'm sure we'll get some emails, and if, if we're wrong, forgive us, whatever. But I feel vindicated there. <laughs> um, the model numbers are easy to read. Yeah, that's they true. Are. That's the, true. The model numbers are great. And most people recognize them that we, we talk to, so... I try to stick with that. Well, you know that aside from just the the other different model numbers and and the fact that um, you know a lot of dealers will will have their own special versions made up to sell, and it's mostly more for marketing than anything else. There are actually some imitations and counterfeit products out there, and so there are people buying these things off eBay and uh, Amazon and, and and that sort of thing. With it, they really don't know what they're getting because they, um, you know, these radios. Uh, some of them look just like UV five Rs, but they don't even. Some of them don't even have the manufacturing quality uh, that that Bofeng has. Well, I don't know. I've, I've heard people say they're clones, but um, I, I don't really have any proof of that. I don't order a lot of these radios that are considered clones, and it's entirely possible that Bofeng will make a radio with someone else. In fact, I know they make radios with other people's brand on it, and. I don't know. I, I do find it hard to believe that a company is going to try to make and, I mean... You counterfeit your own radios. Counter, <laughs> counterfeit a radio that, that is so inexpensive. I mean, just yeah. just have, have Bofung make you one with your name on it. I, I think that's probably what's going on most of the time. Well, some examples of this are, are the Tonfa UV985, which we actually ordered one to, to check it out because we have people asking us because that was one, I think, where they, they uh, were advertising 8 watts on the radio right and it wasn't really a full eight watts but it was um you know that's just one example uh another so was a, that a, a a what did we determine on that i don't remember it's been so long it was was I that not made that by Bofung? i still haven't figured quite figured that one out i mean for all intents and purposes inside and out it looks just like a uv5r it's stamped like a uv5r everything about it is just like a UV Farvar, except it says Tonfa on it. So, you know, it, it, yeah, I can see why people get confused. You know, there's another one, the VGC UV uh, E5 is another one. 
Um, and that's one where some people think, well, VGC is the manufacturer of the board, you know, and, and, and there's been some confusion back and forth about that. Uh, the Zastone ZTV8A Plus, you know, that's another one. I, I mean, there's so many. That one. Uh, there's so many of them out there. Uh, it's just uh, it's it's overwhelming. So it gets a little bit bordering on the ridiculous, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> it, it is. It is, and that's um, leading to our next topic. Why why we don't carry the entire line? We get asked that. Why don't you carry yeah. everything that that they make and um, well, it's a simple answer to that. <laughs> yeah, it it's, would be impossible to carry everything in their line, I believe. Well, essentially we do. If you go back to the, to, to the root of everything, which is basically the UV5R, we basically pretty much carry the entire line, uh, if, if, you know, in, in a manner of speaking, because that's, they all pretty much come back down to that radio. There, there are a couple of variations that we try to touch on. We, we want, when we looked at which radios that we would carry in this line, we wanted to make sure that compatibility with accessories was, was paramount. We wanted to make sure that it would work with the 3800 milliamp battery that everybody seems to want. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that the the headset connector was fairly standard and and nothing is it's strange is going on there, um, and the UV5R standard UV5R seems to be the model that most people know, and it just made sense that we would carry that. So uh, of course we've got it. We picked up a, a variation, the F8 Plus, mm-hmm. which is the UV5R but with the inverted display. It works with all of the accessories, a 3,800 milliamp battery, and, and so on. Um, we carried the uh, UVB6 yeah, yeah. for a while. Uh, we may bring in the UVB5 at some point. Now, this is a variation. Uh, it uses different batteries than the UV5R, but there are a few things that that radio does that the UV5R doesn't do. I don't believe it's exactly the same radio inside as the 5R. Um the BFF nine ha- also had an inverted display. We we carried that, and uh, that's a pretty decent radio. But once again, it's a UE five R. It's same thing. It is. <laughs> it, <laughs> it really thing. is. It's it really comes down to do you like the inverted display or not? Yeah. So you know, I know it's kind of tough for everyone to sort of sort out the myths from the facts as far as what's what with these radios. But the bottom line is that they're pretty much the same radio same board in there for the most part um you don't want to be misled by the model numbers and all the marketing hype with these things yeah get ready at at some point probably with our next reorder um we're going to probably transition to the profung brand Mm -hmm. instead of bofung if that's the direction that they seem to be going um they already have all of these models available in whichever branding you want. You can get the, the Bofung version. You can get the Pofung version, and that, that's available today. We've always just ordered Bofung because that seems to be what people know more than Pofung. See, that uh-huh. to me, that just adds – I understand why that – I understand why Bofung's doing this, but I think it just adds to the confusion that's already out there because now you're going to have – Bofung and Pofung and you know and people that don't know they're just going to be back and forth going what is well this? exactly even in deciding which products we sell it, it's um, kind of confusing for me because well do we at some point 
people are going to look at Bofung and think, oh, well, it must be an older radio because it says Bofung on it and not Pofung. So mm-hmm. at some point, I've got to decide, well, I want to switch to Pofung, um, and, but then I'm going to lose people that don't even know about the name switch. <laughs> they don't know what it is. There is one more aspect to all of this confusion uh, with the Bofung radios, or Pofung, as you want to say, um, and the UV5Rs, and that is the support aspect. The, this is causing a lot of confusion, uh, and with us, particularly the bio two-way radios, uh, it's uh, been uh, a bit of confusion uh, with people calling in who haven't purchased the radios from us. Now, we fully support the radios that we sell, but we get a lot of calls from people uh, and, and uh, emails and that sort of thing from people uh, asking for support on the radios that actually weren't our customers. They purchased the radio from, uh, or a, a version or a derivative of the radio from Amazon or eBay or somewhere else, and they're calling us for support. Now, at first, I was a little confused with that, saying, well, why are they calling us for support when we weren't the ones who actually sold them the radio? And there were two schools of thought on that. One, they were thinking we were the manufacturer uh, right. because we've had quite, you know, I mean, we're, if you Google us up, Google the UV5R up, our, our, our name is out there quite a bit. But we're then the other, the other um, thing, and something that I found out was that there are a lot of these other dealers out there um, that are actually putting our number on their material uh, for our, their sales material and, and after sales uh, material and, and uh, shipping labels and that sort of thing. They're putting our phone number on there to call for support for the radios. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if there's a lot of dealers doing it, but I know there's at least one dealer that's providing yeah. our phone number for radio support. And please stop doing that if you're listening. <laughs> well, you know, and, and it's confusing because now some of these people, they don't know. I mean, no, some no, no, of the, it's the, not the customers, customers don't know. It's not their fault because they're calling the number that's given to them for support, and they're calling up. And then when we say, well, we, did we sell you the radio? No, and, and it's a derivative that we don't even sell, that version of the radio that we don't even sell, and in some cases haven't even heard of that one. Um, and they're asking for support, and a couple of them have gotten very upset because well, they're expecting support from us. Just yesterday, Patrick got a phone call from some guy who – um, was just angry because Patrick has never seen this model that he was talking about. It was a a new one. A, a, it was a probably a UV5R clone, but something didn't work with it. And, and Patrick said, "Well, we we've not, we're not familiar with this model. You, you, probably best if you call whoever you purchased it from." And the guys, I mean, our phone number was right there on the material, <laughs> and um, he got pretty irate with with Patrick and threatened to call the police. It got, it got crazy. <laughs> oh well, I mean it's it's uh, tragic in that sense, but that's um, one more of the things that cause confusion in the industry overall. Um, but the bottom line is really, if you're wanting to purchase these radios, I mean we're only going to carry pretty much the the, the radios or, or versions of the UV five R that that we are considering are uh, different enough that, that are going to offer some value for, for, uh, for that version. Um, other than that, we're, we're not going to make up 
um, model numbers and, and, and new names for a product is pretty much um, pretty much what it is. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're, you're not going to see us have a customized version made just for us. Or, um, that, that's not um, really the direction we like to go. We, it, everyone knows the UV5R. UV5R is... is is always going to have the latest and greatest firmware. It's going to be the ones that that um, Bofung is selling the most units of. So you're not going to have a situation where things have sat on the shelf for a long period of time. It um, we've decided that's the best way to go is to carry the standard model that everyone knows. And uh, there's some logic behind the, the models that we carry, and um, it, it does make sense to buy from a dealer who is going to support you. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. We we try to stand behind what we sell. All right. Any other thoughts or comments on the on the uh, the Bofeng radios? No. I think we could talk for another hour on this probably, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's <laughs> we'll, a hot topic. We probably need to stop. Okay. Well, coming up, we'll review the Bofeng UV82 dual band UHF VHF radio. Is this a bigger, bolder, better Bofung or just another UV5R? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a dual-band UHF-VHF radio from Bofeng, the UV82. Well, this is a pretty new radio that we've gotten in in the last uh, few weeks or so, um, the UV82. Um, I like this radio. I like the first overall appearance of it it feels like a nice sturdy radio uh, more so than the the uv5rs it feels more like a mil spec or a business grade radio in in my hand um i like the keypad that's on it it's got a a, a nice rubberized keypad a little bigger too a little yeah, yeah definitely a little bit bigger um but it's got an updated flashlight on it. Um, it's almost like it's got a nice uh, LED bulb in there um, that does both the the steady glow or a, or a strobe function. Yeah, it's got the tricolor display on it, which is really nice. Um, you can set your your screen to be in, in in different colors for different modes: you know, standby mode, receive mode, transmit mode, things like that. Um, so it's just normal idle. You know what it's. Uh, 
you know what it's the radio's doing. I kind of like that because if, if I leave the radio sitting on my desk turned down in volume, I can have the screen turn purple or orange exactly. or something whenever it receives, and that kind of grabs my attention a little more than just, just mm-hmm. lighting up. That's right. Uh, now, you have one right in front of you right now. Um, how does it feel compared to the UV5R, some of the other? It feels heavier, definitely. It definitely, um, It's definitely a little bit taller than the UV5R. This kind of reminds me of the... Uh, my UV5R when I have the extended battery on it, the, the mm-hmm. high-capacity battery on it. It does but have more of a commercial radio feel. It it's, it's not quite as heavy as, as some of those radios, but sort of reminds me more of a commercial radio. It does. It's It's got a good, good feel to it. I mean, it's definitely got some... some. Uh, uh, it's, I think it's definitely a little bit heavier than a, than a UV5R, but it's got a good, solid feel to it. See that was that was my first impression when I when I was playing around with it for the first time, and uh, I think one of the reasons for that it, it's it, it is more solid. If you look on the back, you know the UV5R has a plastic backplate. Right. Um, this one is is an aluminum backplate, like you would find on most commercial radios mm-hmm. and on on the the ocean radios. Right. But everything down to even just the the way the knob turns when you turn it on, it's got a very good business feel i mean I've, lord knows i've turned on enough business grade radios to to program them that it it has a good um feel to it uh, it's it, it feels sturdy um you know it does have i don't want to say a lot of resistance when you turn it on but it's uh yeah, some. Uh, it's, it has some which is a, which is not necessarily a bad thing um you know still easy to, to turn on and on but even the the press of the buttons um, has a really good solid feel to it, and it's definitely uh, a step up right there from the UV5R, which really doesn't have any resistance on the on the uh, you know on-off volume knob. And and I've run into that quite a few times when I've turned off the radio and then I want to remove the battery, and in doing so, I inadvertently flip it back on <laughs> because right. it's so easy to flip on and off. Uh, but you don't really find that here. Um. I think the uh, dual push to talk is going to be um, the make or break feature for this radio for someone. It, it it's a dual band radio, and of course you have the top and the bottom frequencies displayed. Um, and this radio has the push to talk is broken into an A and a B. Mm-hmm. Press A to transmit on the top frequency. Press B to transmit on the lower frequency. And um, some people are going to like that. Some people won't like that. My first thought uh, when I first saw that radio and that feature, um, I, I didn't like it much. And I, you know, I saw the toggle and I said, ah, you know, I can see where you can inadvertently be transmitting on the wrong band at the wrong time. But then uh, when, when Anthony was going over the radio, you know, and he, he brought up a good point about, uh, uh, actually both of you guys brought up good points about uh, uh, the toggle feature on the on the push talk and and uh, you know I got to thinking about it and, and then I got to thinking about how uh, annoying it was to be switching back and forth on the A B button on the on the UV five R and some of the other radios all the time when I want to switch bands on the fly and I thought you know this actually might be a pretty good feature yeah once you've gotten used to it. Um and it becomes second nature. I think it's an easier thing because you don't have to look for the little indicator beside the frequency on the display to to remember exactly mm-hmm. where you are. 
or if it's been a while since you transmitted, it's always going to be something you have to look and make sure that you're transmitting where you expect to be. But with the uh, dual PTT, it can make that a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Now, it has this bigger LED uh, flashlight on the top of it, uh, which really stands out. <laughs> yeah, it does. It it's, it definitely grabs your attention more than on the UV5R, where you just have a, a small LED that's hardly noticeable. Yeah, I don't think the, the LED itself is that much larger. It's just the lens is bigger. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the lens. Yeah. Um, but 128 memory channels. Uh, it's got the... Uh, FM radio in it, um, capable of the DTMF code and the ANI code. It's got uh, it is Vox operate. You can use it in Vox mode mm-hmm. um, for hands free PTT free operation. Still full line of accessories for them right now. As far as you know, and upgraded antennas. Um, this uses the same antenna as the UV5R. Yes, but it will not work with the 3800 milliamp high-capacity battery that would work on the UV-5R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or the battery eliminator. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as uh, the programming cables, your um, your speaker microphones, your earpieces, they'll all work with uh, with this uh, UV-82. Uh, the biggest reason we decided to carry the UV-82 is that uh, there's a 220 version of this radio. So if you want to transmit it on the 1.5 meter band, there's a version of this radio that supports it. Um, The standard version is a 2 meter 70 centimeter or UHF VHF, um, but uh, we also have available a 2 meter 1.25 meter edition. So that's that's kind of nice. So um, the battery looks uh, pretty solid, 1800 milliamp battery, mm-hmm. and um, so it'll give you plenty of uptime. And uh, once again, it uses the same antenna. So for those who might not like the antenna that comes with it, although it does come with a, a decent antenna on it, it comes with the same antenna that we've uh, recently upgraded the UV5R with. Yeah, uh, there are uh, s- some um, guys have done independent tests of antennas and found that the standard UV5R antenna is uh, terrible. This will be no surprise to um, people who are familiar with UV5R. <laughs> it didn't take me long to figure that when I got mine. <laughs> Probably the, the most popular accessory we have with UV5R is a Nagoya 701 or 771 antenna. Um, but some of these tests have found that there are standard antennas with other Bofung models that are much better than the standard UV5R antenna, and we've ordered that antenna with our UV5R. So you buy a 5R from us, you're going to get the best antenna that you can get from Bofung. Mm -hmm. And we've had that same antenna added to the UV82. So I think that's a good thing. But once again, it doesn't mean you have to stick with it if you want to. If you want to upgrade it with a Nagoya 701 or 771 or 772, whatever you you like, uh, you know, it, it will take, it's an SMA male uh, on top, and uh, it'll take the standard SMA female antenna that the, uh, the UV-5R uses. That's right. So so you're good there. Well, are you ready for this? The, 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 the price. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, that's, uh, that's, price is always the thing that everybody's probably most interested about, but forty nine ninety nine. You know, so we're staying with the uh, the the Bofung, uh, you know, affordable radios, and and I think you're, you know, for fifty bucks, you're getting a not only a really good feeling radio, 
but uh, you know something that's uh, got a lot of uh, a lot of features to it. Yeah, after playing around with this for a while, I, I really like this radio. It, um, one reason is because a big one for me was the keypad. The UV5R's keypad, as much as I like the UV5R, the keypad is just like a little chiclet deal, and I can, you know, I have fat fingers, so I'm pressing two buttons sometimes on the radio. The UV82, bigger keypad, uh, the, or the bigger buttons on the keypad, I should say, um, it, it's just a lot easier, a lot more comfortable for yeah. my fingers. That's a great point. So that, that was a big plus for me. Um, so you give this one a, a thumbs up, Anthony? Yeah, so far from what I've from what I've been able to, to see from, we'll see how it sells. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to continue uh, with the the other uh, sister products from Bofung. I think it's going to do really well. All right. All right, well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from, drum roll, please. The first one comes from Hacks. And uh, Hacks wants to know, can a CLS-1110 radio work with a Midland GXT-895? I found the Motorola in a dumpster and found that it operates on the UHF band similarly to the Midland. And that's from Hacks. Uh, no, unfortunately, the the CLS um, eleven ten is a business radio. It it has, um, I believe, fifty six frequencies pre programmed. So you have to choose between those fifty six frequencies, and none of those frequencies are GMRS. Um, those are business itinerant frequencies, mm-hmm. aren't they? Um, some of them are itinerant frequencies. Yeah. Um, but um, the middle one that he mentioned is a GMRS radio, so unfortunately that's not going to work it's out. It's a great find in the dumpster. Yeah, though. I know. <laughs> dumpster diving for radios, that's <laughs> something I haven't thought of before. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, our next uh, question comes from Dutch, and uh, he says, Hi, folks, I have an issue that I need help with. My business uses the Motorola Sport 10X to stay in touch with each other at our facility, but we've grown over the years and we now have an issue. We added a steel Quonset building where the business is based. We range outside half a mile or so from the building. Unless I have my radio near the end of the building where the walls are made of wood rather than steel, the signals from the most remote locations are lost. Can I add a base station that will work with these or possibly an outside antenna to beat the steel building if the walkie can be adapted? Thanks. And that's from Dutch. Um, and uh, that's uh, the Motorola Sport 10. It's, it's, uh, that's an old... Old uh, talk about, isn't it? This is uh, 500 milliwatts, I believe, half a watt. Uh, is it? I don't know. I may be thinking of the Spirit, which is um, which the Spirit was a business, uh, like a business grade looking radio. Yeah, people love yeah. the Spirit. It, it was a, a GMRS radio, but um, you know that's a low power radio, especially if they're you know expanding. Um, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think a repeater or a base yeah. station is going to you know do you much good. I mean, with a repeater referring to the antenna on the outside. I mean, I think you're going to need, um, you know, a couple things to keep in mind. That's an older radio. Even if it's, let's just say it pumps out a one watt, um, your your batteries are probably not, um, unless you've replaced the batteries recently with something that's more uh, advanced, a, a good lithium. Um, 
they're probably not allowing that radio to still pump out a full one watt if that's what it is. You know, the, the radio is only going to pump out as much as that battery lets it. Um, I think you need to probably switch to, you know, maybe uh, look into switching to like a um, a Vertex standard uh, VX231. You know, stay in the UHF, but switch to like a, a, a VX231. Um, a business radio. Business grade radio. Yeah. You know, something that's going to give you some wattage. Um, something that's going to give you uh, and be able to, with the lithium, be able to pump out that full five watts. Because um, it doesn't sound like you're probably too far. Um, you know, it's just the addition of that one building. It sounds like. Yeah, probably going from half a watt or a, a, a watt of power to five watts would be enough. cover it, mm-hmm. I would think. I mean, of course, every situation is different where, you know, it could be depending on how thick the steel is or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think that's I think that's a good start. Um, yeah, and, and with know. those radios, they're repeater-capable as well. So if, if you um, find that uh, you're still not getting the coverage you need, you could add something like a, a Liberty repeater with an outside antenna. Yeah, and, and that uh, should definitely get it. Yeah, bottom line, I think it's probably time for him to upgrade to to business radios, really. And that's probably the best thing for his business anyway, especially if it's growing. That's right. You know. All right, well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Uh, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it from your smartphone on Stitcher. Well, I guess that does it for this episode. Um... Before we go, uh, we have any final comments? Anything anybody wants to add about uh, the Bofungs? No, I don't think no. so. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.